Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now as Pastor Joe Petting teaches from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1. If you can please turn with me to Luke, chapter 1. We pick up our story in verse 26. So if you can turn there with me, please. Luke, chapter 1. We pick up our story, verse 26. The message title this morning is God's Gift. I think for the most part, we, we all like receiving gifts, don't we? I know I do. Christmas time and the, the gifts. I, you know, I want you to think it's some of the best gifts that you ever received growing up. You know, do, do you even think of those? I, I think of that sometimes, the, the different gifts I received as a, as a child. And a, you know, a few of them come to mind. I think of uh, the time when there were six kids in our family. My dad remarried after my mother passed away, and we had six kids. I remember uh, one Christmas, there was six brand new bikes in the living room right next to the tree. And I just remember, I'll never forget the sight, you know, walking out, it was a small living room and you could barely fit the bikes in there and just seeing all these beautiful brand new bikes. What a memory. The greatest gift ever given to man, we're going to talk about. God's gift to us. So with that as a way of introduction to our wonderful uh, text here, let's take a look. Luke chapter one, verse 26 And most of you know this story very well. It says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. What a story, isn't it? I never uh, get sick of reading this story. it It never gets old for me. Every time I read it, I get excited. The Christmas story, the, the story of Gabriel meeting with, with, uh, with Mary, this young virgin. It's just, it's an exciting story. Gabriel, you know, uh, are you looking forward? I'm looking forward to meeting this angel when we get to heaven, aren't you? Do you know his name means warrior of God? And he, he was the, the one that made the announcement to, to uh, Zacharias, the priest, as we looked at last week, to tell Zacharias, the priest, as he was in the temple, he announced that your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, though she's old, though she's barren, she's going to bear a child. And that child, is gonna come to, we're going to come to know him as John the Baptist. But it, this is the same Gabriel, the messenger. The one that met up with Daniel to to give him insight on his his visions and gave him understanding and gave him messages. It's the same one hundreds of years before. And he meets with this young woman, Mary. Don't miss it. She's a virgin. She has not known a man. 
She's betrothed. Back then, a betrothal was, you know, she would have been similar to marriage, but they didn't consummate the marriage yet. They were, in order to break that bond, there would have been a, they would have had to have had a divorce. It was a strong bond. It wasn't just an engagement. It was a strong bond that they had together, but they weren't together. Joseph and Mary were not together yet. She was a virgin. Elizabeth, at this point, it says six months later, she's six months pregnant. The Elizabeth is Mary's cousin. So don't lose the picture. Elizabeth, six months pregnant. Mary, she's this, the young cousin of, of, of Elizabeth, and she's there, and, and, and she's a, a godly woman. And here, Gabriel shows up. Put yourself in her shoes. What a shock, huh? And he has a message for her, and we're going to look at that in a few minutes. But first notice, it says that he was sent by God. Gabriel says it very clearly here. It says he was sent by God. God sent him on a mission. He had a special announcement to make. He had a special assignment to make. A special announcement. A special assignment. What an honor to carry that special message that he has. We have a special message. We have special assignments that God has us here on this earth for. Do we know, do we understand what our assignment is? I think about the work here. And it was, you know, sometimes I look at this as a special assignment. I, I know a thousand billion percent that Jesus Christ, he, he, he called us to be here. And I, and I kind of take this as a special assignment. This is a special assignment. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, Lord, but I'm trying my best to do, you know, to, to glorify you, to make disciples, to, to, to preach the gospel. Gabriel had a special assignment. He had a message. He was sent by God with a message. Gabriel, this angel, this warrior, is sent to Mary by God. And it goes on to say, and having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Rejoice, Mary. You're highly favored. Rejoice. The word rejoice means be joyful, be cheerful. Of course, the, the news that she's going to receive, you're saying, this is a joyful time. Be, be joyful. I love the fact that the Bible tells us the joy of the Lord is our strength. And how we're to be joyful as we, we think of this. We think of how Mary's you know, told to be joyful. Well, we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. We're to be joyful. And it's so wonderful to, to have a joy that no man can take away, no matter what circumstances you're in, when, no matter what's taking place in your life, you can have a joy and you can rejoice. The fruit of the Spirit is love, but, but, but part of that, it manifests itself in, in, in rejoicing and joy, the, the joy of the Lord, and it gives us such strength. So the angels... It's telling Mary, rejoice, highly favored one. Don't you like the wording of that? Highly favored one. Did you know, I, I, this fascinates me. This word, highly favored, it's only used two times in the entire Bible, twice in the entire Bible. Throughout the whole Bible, you only see this Greek word twice. Highly favored. For Mary, right here, she's highly favored. But do you know in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6, where it says you, you are made accepted in the beloved, it's the same exact word. You are made highly favored. Talking about the believer. 
I don't know about you, but that encourages me to, to realize that, that as a believer, you know, here she's highly favored because she's going to carry the Christ child. But, but guess what? We have Christ in us, the hope of glory. His Holy Spirit lives us in us. And that word is the same word that says you are highly favored. What, what a favor. We have God himself by his Holy Spirit living inside of us. Are we walking around realizing I'm highly favored? God favors me. Do you realize that this morning, that you're highly favored? Highly favored as a believer. If you're a believer here today, God says highly favored. Look at, you know, he has made you accepted. That word's highly favored in the beloved. You, you are highly favored in Christ. Matter of fact, when God looks upon you, he sees the righteousness of Christ. Can you fathom that one? Do you understand? I, can, I don't think our, our brain can even wrap itself around that fact. God looks at us and he sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Is that humbling? Sure is. Highly favored. Notice Gabriel says, blessed are you among women. I, I don't want to diminish this. Mary, out of all the women that ever walked the face of the earth, Mary was picked. She is highly favored, but also she's blessed among any other woman. And we don't want to miss that, but we do not want to elevate Mary into a place where she's not supposed to be. And there, there's, there's groups out there that do that. And it's not right. She would not, she does not want to be worshiped. We're not to worship Mary. She's not a co-redeemer. She, she's in no place like that. Blessed are you among women. It doesn't say above women. Blessed are, she's blessed among all women. She's blessed right there on that plane of all women. She is blessed like none other. But she is not above women. She is not. And I know there's teachings out there, but it's not scriptural. She's not to be worshiped. She's not to be prayed to. She's not to be put in a place for, for a co-redeemer. She is not a redeemer. She's blessed. She carried the Christ child. Check this out. If, you know, someone told me this once before, and it stood out. Luke 147, Mary's speaking. She says, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. She says, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Only a sinner needs a Savior. It, only sinners have to have a Savior. If she was sinless, then she wouldn't need a Savior. She would not say, God, my Savior. She would say that she's able to save. She's not. So here, don't lose the picture. Gabriel shows up. He says, rejoice, highly favored one. And she is. He says, the Lord's with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And she considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Uh, now, again, don't lose this picture. Mary's afraid. Mary's confused. She, she's trying to figure out what, what is this greeting all about? Blessed and favored. And why are you saying all this? So, so Gabriel makes it very clear to her. You're going to be carrying a child, the son of God. Jesus. He's not an ordinary son. He's the son of the highest. He's the anointed one. 
He's the Holy One. And at this point, Mary gets it. She knows what he's talking about. This is the awaited Messiah coming, and it's going to be carried through you, Mary. Can you imagine, ladies? Put yourself in her shoes. Could you even imagine? An angel shows up and says, you're going to have a child. This child is going to be the anointed one. Matter of fact, this child is going to be called the son of the highest. You're going to carry the son of God. Wow. What a moment. She gets it. She understands. Do we get it? Isaiah, the prophet prophesied of this day. He said, for unto us, a child is born for unto us. A son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah 7, 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. She gets it. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, the Holy One who's to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month of her who was called barren, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Mary asks a good question. She says, well, how can I have a baby? I haven't been with a man intimately. That's a a normal question. (laughs) How's this going to work? She's not doubting. Don't think, you know, like Zacharias was doubting and he was made deaf or he wasn't able to speak. That's not what's going on here. She just wants to know the facts. You know, okay, I am a virgin. I, how can I have a baby? How's this going to work? And I love the answer. Supernatural. Divine intervention. The Lord's going to show up and do something supernatural. I believe so often we're looking for human intervention instead of divine intervention. Constantly. How how often? We we look to man. We want to, you know, we, we want man's answers instead of seeking God. Miracles. She's pregnant. She's going to be pregnant. That's a miracle. God still performs miracles today. I hope you believe that. God is supernatural. Your salvation is supernatural. God lives inside of you. That's supernatural. His Holy Spirit lives in you. That's supernatural. God still performs miracles. We had a, after the service last Sunday, a lady came up right after she come running up. She says, she goes, we need a miracle. And I was like, well, well, I know a God who, who does that. Let's pray. It was so funny. She, she came back and she says, I text my husband. He says, no, he needs a miracle too. Let's pray. I think of this work, how it started. You know, we, most of you here know the story, but it's supernatural, a miracle. God delivered my wife and I to the front door of a lady's house that the, the night before at Calvary Costa Mesa, she said, come to my house. You must come to my house. We never knew where she lived. We didn't know which way to go. We, didn't, we weren't even planning on going to her house. But we knocked on a door for the first time here in Huntington Harbor. It just happened to be the lady that said the night before, you need to come to my house. That's supernatural. You can't explain it any other way. It's, a, it's supernatural. 
How do you do that? I was in the midst of it. I still scratch my head like, how in the world did you do that? How did you put us down that street? How did you figure out how to navigate us? What did you do? How did you even make that happen? I still don't get it. Supernatural. And sometimes we, you know, possibly in our walk with the Lord, we can forget that we have a supernatural God that does supernatural things. He, he's not limited to us. But we can limit him. Is there anything too difficult for God? I know in our mind we can say, oh, no, of course not. But what about with your situation? Is it impossible? Do we believe as believers here today that we know that all things are working together for good for those that love God and those who are called according to his purpose? Do we truly believe that? And he can do whatever he wants. He's God. And Mary wants to know the facts. Well, how is this going to work? And, he, and she's told it's a supernatural thing. It's, it's going it's to happen in a supernatural way. There's going to be divine intervention. Just Wednesday, my, on our day off, my wife and I, we went to the, a place of business. And the, the owner, she was a Christian. And we asked her how her business was doing. And she, she said, well, not good. We're just barely making our bills and on and on and on. And and so we prayed for her. We prayed over her business. We prayed over her. She's just weeping and crying. We talked to her on Friday and she says, you won't believe it. You know, check this out. Look at my books. Look at this. I'm, I'm so busy right now. I, you know, it just, it's totally changed since prayer. I was like, imagine that. <laughs> I think about when I was in the corporate world and I was a youth pastor in Michigan and I was you know, kind of trying to figure out how this is going to work out. I felt the Lord was calling me into full-time ministry one day. I didn't know what he was going to do. I didn't know how it was going to work out. And I, I knew the Lord was speaking and I was traveling a lot, a lot working, you know, in different states and, and, and all. I remember one of the days I was traveling, I don't even remember what state I was in. I could have, you know, I was living in Michigan. I might've been Ohio, Indiana, Pennsylvania. I don't know where I was. But I remember driving down the road and I remember there was a Christian bookstore. It was in a small town. So I thought, well, I'm going to check that out. So I went in there and I, I bought some books and all. I went up to the counter without saying boo to this lady. She looked at me and she said, the Lord says to you that the money that you're saving right now is going to be used when he puts you in ministry. And I was like, well, do I know you? Hi, my name's Joe. <laughs> and I was just baffled. I said, well, What? And she says, I, I believe the Lord is saying to you that he, the money that you're putting aside right now is going to be used when he puts you in ministry. Obviously, meaning full-time, I was already in ministry. I knew exactly what she meant. And it came to pass. You know, when I was in full-time ministry, the first year or so, we were using those funds. To, and it, it was just a, a confirmation of the Lord. Was, was, God was speaking to my heart, but it, supernatural. Supernatural, the Holy Spirit will come upon her. The power of the highest will overshadow her. And the Holy One who's to be born will be called the Son of God. Nothing. Did you underline that in your Bible? I hope so. For with God, nothing, verse 37, nothing will be impossible. I just want to add before we get to the, the last verse, there, there's 20 miracles uh, listed in, in the Gospel of Luke. Six of them show up in no other Gospels. And God is a God of miracles. Your situation, God understands, he knows. Continue to bring it to prayer. Mary was told 
it'll be supernatural. And Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Don't you love Mary's heart? I pray and I hope that's, as believers, that's our heart. Yes, let it be just like you said, Lord. Just like you told me through this messenger, Lord, let it be. That open heart, that pliable heart, that, that heart is like, yes, Lord. She's a wonderful example of a, a woman that just submits unto the Lord. A, a wonderful example of a woman of faith, trusting the Lord. Wonderful example for us. Maidservant, the Greek word is doula or dule, excuse me, a female servant. And that's what she was. She was a servant of the Lord. As we close, don't you love the Christmas story? I love it. God's gift, the greatest gift ever given to mankind was the gift we just read about, the one to be born, Jesus Christ. He still is the greatest gift because with Jesus Christ, we have salvation and we have eternal life. God so loved the world he gave, gave his son, the gift of salvation. I don't care how long you've walked with the Lord. I hope this gift is something that just keeps on giving and giving and giving because he's alive and he's well. And he continues to save us. He continues to free us. He continues to change us. He's molding us and shaping us. He's changing us from glory to greater glory day by day as we yield ourselves to him. What a gift. My question as we close, have you received the gift of salvation? Have you received the gift, the free gift? Is Jesus Christ Lord of your life? I know someone once said he's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. And I just want to challenge you. If he's not Lord of all, you're missing out on so much. God created you for a purpose, for a plan. He has a special assignment for you here on this earth. He wants you to be a part of what he has for you. But it starts with, like Mary, that submission. Let it be to me, Lord. I'm your servant. Whatever you say, Lord. Whatever you want, Lord. And it's not always the way that you are going to think. It's not always the easy road. But it's the only road. It's the best road because it's the road that he's put before you. And I want to encourage you, if you're here today and you have not received the gift or you're not walking close with the Lord, that come. Time is short. Do you hear what's going on around the world? Do you see what's happening? Do you see the, the clock is ticking? Do you see what's going on with Israel? Do you understand that the Lord Jesus Christ could come at any moment for his church? Now it's not a good time to be caught up with the world and the cares of the world. It's not a good time. Now it's a great time to be caught up with the Lord and the work the Lord has for you and just being in his presence, following him. As a servant, as Mary said, let it be to me. Just like you said, I'm your maid servant. I'm your male servant. I'm, I'm your servant, Lord. And for all of us that are believers, all of us that receive the gift, let's continue to share that wonderful gift. Let's be bold. Let's not be ashamed of the gospel. Let's not cower down. Let's not allow our lights to be dim in this dark world. Let's shine. 
Let's continue to lift each other up and continue to go forward in this battle that we're in. It could be today, folks. And I pray constantly for myself and the church that the church is always looking up, being ready for that time when the Lord Jesus Christ comes, that we'll be just ready. And I pray that for this church, that we're just ready. We're watching. Even in our workplace, those of you that are working hard and the Lord's using you in your workplace, God bless you. May he continue to bless you in your workplace. But may you continue to shine for him. May you continue to put away the pettiness or the, the things that irritate you. May you put away those things, Lord. And may you just you know, put your hand to the plow and don't look back and be usable. The greatest gift, the gift of Jesus Christ. As we close, Romans six twenty three: for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Be a throne of mercy. It's the sound of our hearts in praise. It's the sound of our hearts in praise. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettit and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714 788 8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our service times are Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory. As we come to Your throne of mercy, it's the sound of our hearts in praise. It's the sound of our hearts.